Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about the SeaWorld employee who was caught stealing from unattended strollers. We're also going to discuss this year's Rock Your Disney Side event that took place at the Magic Kingdom. And a little later on, John and Kevin are going to tell us about their trip to the South Pacific. And we're going to remember our good friend, Bob Varley. All that coming up next. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. Uh, okay. Really? Everybody, I swear, it's everybody hum the, uh, hum the theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like Dreamy Genie, never mind. So, are we just going right into the show? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our incredibly well produced show. Um, as I said, coming to you live from the Bob Barley studio, I'm your host. Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Kathy Whirling, Jenny Lynn Knopp, and back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, who is desperately trying to figure out what the hell is going on, along with associate producers, Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. Um, Well, uh, hope everybody's having a good week, or you had a good weekend, a good Memorial Day weekend. I certainly did. We're going to talk about that actually a little bit in housekeeping. Had some interesting experiences in the park, some good experiences that we want to share. But um, uh, first, I want to mention that uh, the Hershey, Pennsylvania, Disney to raise money for Give Kids the World coming up June 13th through the 15th. Uh, we'll have a link on the show notes page where you can get more information and sign up. Uh, please, if you're planning on attending, there's a lot of events going on during the weekend. You need to register by June 6th, so please head out and uh, register for that. Uh, also, the Nova Scotia meet coming up August 8th through the 10th, and this year we've got a lot of folks coming in from outside of Nova Scotia, which is oh, nice. We've got a lot of Dizzers coming in uh, to help support uh, our friends up in Nova Scotia August 8th through the 10th. Again, links to that and everything we talk about on the show on our show notes page, disunplugged.com. Um, and Dustin, do you happen to have... Tom's uh, synopsis apparently didn't save with my if you want to go on to the next thing I'll come back with that. okay um, a few a uh, few months ago we started a thing on the show where we're taking submissions for cast member Hall of Fame uh, we've told people that if you have an experience in the parks with a particular cast member that makes your vacation more special um, send us a picture and a story and we want to put them on our Facebook page in our, an album we've created called the Cast Member Hall of Fame. We just want to recognize those cast members that really do embody the things about Disney that we love. Um, and I had an opportunity this week. Uh, we were staying on property with my mom and my brother and my sister and brother-in-law and niece. We're staying over at the Contemporary and uh, going around the parks and having a good time. And uh, we came across a couple of cast members that I wanted to call some special attention to. First one uh, was uh, Adrian uh, from Orlando, Florida. He was a, a photo, is a PhotoPass photographer uh, in Epcot. And we were over in the Italy Pavilion um, for my niece's birthday, her 11th birthday. She wanted to have lunch at Via Napoli, so we went to Via Napoli to have pizza, because that's what she wanted. And uh, while Dustin and I were hanging around in the pavilion... We happen to notice Adrian uh, taking pictures of people, uh, as is his job as a photopass photographer. But when I tell you this guy was just so into it, 
and so great with the guests. Yeah, that's nice. The way he was dealing with them, the way he was having them pose for pictures, and it wasn't that, you know, sometimes you get that kind of disingenuous Disney magic. This was real. This was just this guy. He was loving his job. He was loving what he was doing, and you could tell how happy these people were that, you know, he was posing them in front of the statue there in Italy and having them do all these different things, and it was really cool. And I thought, you know, this is this is exactly what we're, we're talking about when we talk about these cast members just doing their job and doing something really, really special um, that we want to make sure we spend some time uh, talking about them, giving them giving them some props, and, and putting them up on our uh, uh, on our Facebook page. So Adrian from Orlando is is the next inductee into our cast member. Hall of Fame, and uh, another one that we have, her name is Sidonia from Chattanooga, Tennessee, over at the Animal Kingdom. She works at Flights of Wonder, and uh, we happen to be in Animal Kingdom. It was yesterday, and, uh, you know, with my mom, who's 83, and the weather has been pretty brutal um, the last couple yes. days, very it's humid, hot. <laughs> very hot, and, uh, oh, you know, mom. I know, doesn't she look great? She does. Um, my... Uh, you know, my mom is somebody who uh, really hates being in a wheelchair. And she gets around pretty good. And when we would rent a wheelchair for her, she would never wanted to sit in it. She wants to just hold on to it to kind of wheel, you know, kind of wheel it and hold on to it as she walks around the parks. Exactly. Well, she ended up getting a walker, and it's been great. But the heat really got to her, and she started getting really unsteady. And it was time I had to take her back to the hotel. Well, Dustin went to get a wheelchair, and he came across Sidonia. And this woman not only got us a wheelchair, but made sure that, uh, you know, did we need to go to first aid? Did she want to lay down and rest for a little while? Could she get her something to drink? And then escorted us, not just out of the park, but to our car. Oh, wow. To make sure mom got in the car and everything was okay. I mean, just above and beyond stuff. Yeah. Rather than, you know, the, the, you know where, their, kind of where their responsibility ends is, do you need first aid? Um, anything beyond that, in my book anyway, is above and beyond. And this, she was just great. She was great with my mom. Um, and my mother was so appreciative of it. And, you know, of course, my mother never wants to you know, bother anybody. She doesn't want to. And she's like, oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. But this woman was great. You know, let us take the wheelchair out of the park, you know, to the car. She was with us. Just phenomenal. So we want to add Sidonia as well uh, to our cast member Hall of Fame this week. Um, and there's a couple of others that were submitted by some of our listeners because we haven't done this for a few weeks. So we wanted to get a few more in, not just the ones I experienced. Um, this next one, uh, we received an email from Susie, who says, Hi there, podcast team. I would like to nominate a cast member for your Hall of Fame. Her name is Krista Wilson from Indiana. She's a dancer at Walt Disney World and often portrays the gorgeous Bluebird in Festival of the Lion King. We have an eight-year-old daughter who is simply in love with the Bluebird from that show. On our recent trip to Walt Disney World, um, Krista arranged a meet-and-greet for our family so that my daughter could meet the Bluebird in person. I can't even begin to describe the joy we felt seeing my daughter's face light up when she not only met the bluebird, but received the biggest, warmest hug from her. Talk about making dreams come true. So thanks to Krista, not only for her time, but her incredible talent and willingness to make magic magic for guests. I'd like to see her in the Diz Unplugged Hall of Fame. So we add Krista from Festival of the Lion King into our Hall of Fame this week. And our next one comes to us from Danielle 
who writes, Okay, this picture is four years old, but I've always wanted to point out Calvin. Two or three years in a row, we ran into Calvin as he was managing the lines for characters near Splash Mountain. Calvin was awesome. He played hokey pokey, made us laugh, was friendly, and we always look forward to seeing him. After the first year, we found ourselves heading towards Splash Mountain saying, I hope Calvin is here today. We like him so much that we asked him to pose in this picture with us in 2010. Not sure if Calvin still works there or not, but I wanted to share his name in his picture as he certainly was a highlight of our trip. So Calvin also uh, joins uh, the rest in uh, our Disunplugged Hall of Fame, cast member Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, it's funny that since we started doing this, just kind of in the back of my mind, I'm always just kind of keeping an eye open now for those yeah. cast members. And it's amazing when you do that, when you go into it saying, I'm just going to keep my eye open for really good cast members, it's amazing how many of them you'll find. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll tell you, of the two that we added this week, that's not all I have. I've got more. Um, some real, some you know, it, it just makes me feel good to, because we hear oftentimes about stories where cast members are either rude or not what they used to be. They're still out there. They're still out there. And that's the whole point of doing this is that we want to highlight those cast members that are out there really kind of making making a difference and making people's vacations better. So if you have a cast member you would like to nominate for our Hall of Fame, send us a picture and the story and email it to us at podcast at disunplugged.com and we will add them to the Hall of Fame. So now with that, do we have Sean Tom said, I'm sorry, I don't have it. I know I added it to my script. No, it's all good. That's I must have good. saved over it or something. But um, every Thursday, the Diz Unplugged edition. Uh, I'm sorry, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. I am all over the place today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, with host Tom Bell and his team. Every Thursday, disunplugged.com. And this week? Yeah, on this week's Disneyland show, Tom Bell has another Good Neighbor Hotel review, uh, this time the Fairfield Inn, plus coverage of the Rockier Disney side event that they had, uh, the 24-hour event that they had out in uh, Disneyland. And uh, Tom also got some great video um, during the Rockier Disney side event out there that we put up on our YouTube channel uh, yesterday, including he, he did an interview with someone on the mine train uh, or not the mine train uh, Big Thunder Mountain because uh, it was recently redone out there technically that's a mine train yeah but not, without when we doors. say mine train we think yeah, seven dwarfs mine train dwarves. <laughs> um, but uh, you've got to go check these videos out we'll have links to them in the show notes page but you got to check the videos out you get some great videos so uh, he also he also wanted us to just mention uh, coasting for kids two more weeks remaining um you can go to the Diz boards uh the Diz unplugged uh forum has a big thread for that you can also go to disunplugged.com and we have links for that there as well yeah the coasting for kids is a uh, another fundraiser for give kids the world going on uh is it all over the country um, yeah. there's different parks different the theme country. parks yeah. around the country where people are you know raising money by you know riding roller coasters to raise money for give kids the world it was very successful last year and we got a couple of teams uh, participating this year representing the Diz. So uh, it's an East versus West competition. Go East. So. <laughs> Man. Like Biggie versus Tupac. <laughs> Biggie versus Tupac. So, all right. Uh, before I get to last week's poll results, do we have anything else for housekeeping? I have a couple things for housekeeping. All right. I want to remind everybody, Podcast Cruise 5.0 coming up quickly. November 30th through December 7th of this year. 
Um, is if you've listened to the show, you know that Jody Benson is going to be on. She's going to be doing a concert for us. But we're also working on some surprises, some things that Pete doesn't even know for his birthday. So if you want to come and join and celebrate Pete's birthday. That's right, I'm celebrating my 50th birthday. We're going to have some nice surprises and some cool stuff going on. So I just want to... And I I can just imagine the number of people who are surprised that I'm not already 50. (laughs) Please. Um, If you want more information on Podcast Cruise 5.0, you can write to me, john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com or Tracy Heinrichs, T-R-A-C-E-Y-H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And I have one more thing I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, about a year ago, we did what we called Diz Cruise 1.0. We went on Royal Caribbean sailing where we had a whole bunch of folks, a whole bunch of listeners come on with us. It wasn't necessarily a podcast cruise because we did things a little bit different. On that cruise, a lot of folks who traveled with us said they would really like to do that type of thing again, not necessarily a um, sanctioned cruise where it's the podcast, but just a bunch of like-minded people getting together. So we are doing another one. We're going Very to do excited Alaska, about this. We're going to do an Alaska cruise in 2015. It's going to be June 12th through June 19th on the Jewel of the Seas. Uh, it's um, a Seattle round trip inside passage cruise. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got some group space held on this sailing, so if you're interested in joining us, please you can contact me, John at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, or again, Tracy. Uh, and one of the things we want to point out is Royal Caribbean is running a special. Uh, till the end of this month, which is buy one, get one half off. And this sailing qualifies for it in certain staterooms. So we've actually been able to get even better pricing than our group pricing. As a matter of fact, Tracy saved you $2,000. Did she really? Yep, on your reservation. Well, good, because i got to add mom. Oh, there that goes, that $2,000. Tracy E. H. So I said, T-R-A, I know, I'm telling Pete. Just oh, and you have to add your mom. <laughs> so I hope folks consider joining us. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, uh, we've already got a lot of people from the last Royal Caribbean cruise that we did uh, signed up for it and are excited to do it. So we're hoping people join us. Again, we don't know what we're going to do. It's not a podcast cruise, so don't expect those type of events. But I think we're going to have some fun. It was a lot of fun the last one we did. It was. It was. And we, you know, we did some stuff that was quote unquote, you know, sanctioned. Dreams Unlimited Travel stuff, but a lot of stuff people did on their own. Yeah. They got together, they had meetings, they had meet and greets and stuff. So It's not until you do one of these cruises and then do another cruise that when you're on one of the cruises with all the people on it, it's great fun to have people to talk to and mm-hmm. people you see in the elevator exactly. in the hallways. And then when you go on a cruise where there's nobody else that you know, you look at other people like they're supposed to say hello to you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, that's my housekeeping. All right, anything else? Yeah, I got one. Mr. Happy. Yeah. Um, so next week we are doing our Universal show, Sean and I, like always, every other week. But we are doing it at a new primetime hour. Uh, we're going to try it at 7 o'clock, so hopefully there's a... 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Eastern, yeah. So, as long as you approve that. And uh, <laughs> well, we talked about Talk it. Talk about so. putting you on the spot. <laughs> we talked about it, so I, I don't know why he's asking. more money. Throwing it out there, but uh, yeah. So hopefully there'll be uh, some some more fun at seven. A, a lot more information and a lot more of our or a lot less of our personalities. And we'll be drinking and swearing. Yeah. No, no, we won't. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. Great. No, okay. but it'll be good. Yeah. So we'll be live. It'll be a set time. So sometimes it's confusing when we send out those emails. So we have a set time, so people can come watch us and 
and hate us even more. Yes, because they hate you so much. Now, you guys do a great job with that show, and people get, get, we get great feedback on it. So if you're interested in learning more about Universal, especially with the uh, upcoming opening of Diagon Alley, the newest uh, part of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, check out their show next Thursday, uh, next Tuesday, mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on this channel. All right, anything else? We don't else? have to stay for that, do we? Yes, you have to stay. Oh, man. <laughs> um, anything else for housekeeping? All right, we're going to get to our poll results from last week. We asked two questions last week. First, we asked if you have ever done a Disney Cruise Line vacation. And then we asked if you thought it was worth the money. So uh, 45% of you said that you had, in fact, done a Disney Cruise Line vacation. 55% said they had not. Then we asked what you thought of the cost of a DCL vacation. Only 8% of you thought it was affordable and worth the money. While 73 thought it was expensive, but worth the money. 1% said it was affordable, but not worth it. 15% said it was too expensive and not worth it. And 4% of you said you prefer other cruise lines. So, Hmm. I think what we always knew, the vast majority of people, Disney Cruise Line expensive, but worth it. it, But absolutely worth it. So, And we are... uh, as we do every week, we select one person who answers our poll at random, and that person wins a $50 gift card, and this year, this year, what is with me today? I'm completely out of it. I'm completely out of it. This week, our winner is our good friend, Jillian Smith. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jillian has a $50 Disney gift card coming her way, so we will have next week's, we will have next week's poll at the end of our show. And with that, we're going to turn it over to Johnny with the news for the first time in like two months. I'm telling you. All right, our first news story. Disney. Did, why did you exhale like that? <laughs> I hear you talk all the time. <laughs> Disney to buy YouTube network Maker Studios for $500 million. The Walt Disney Company has agreed to buy Maker Studios, one of YouTube's largest networks, for $500 million, a deal that makes Disney a major online video distributor and should help draw more teens into the Disney entertainment empire. The price tag could rise to $950 million if Maker hits certain performance milestones, Disney said. Maker, founded in 2009, is one of the largest production networks on Google Inc.'s YouTube. Its its producers target the younger millennial generation. Is this audience can can Disney effectively market to this audience this way? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm really? Not, yeah. Millennials? I think so. They're gonna try and resell John Carter. <laughs> well, I, I mean I don't see it being easy for them to do. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be easy for them to do at all. Um, Why not? If they have the distribution channel and they've got the the people out there doing the stuff that they've already captured this many users. Well, I mean, well, it, 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 you, you got to consider that the number of subscribers this channel has alone. I mean, it's what, like 400 million or something? It's ridiculous. Well, they get uh, 380 um, million subscribers. 380 million subscribers. 5.5 billion views every month. And so I wonder how Disney, you know, is Disney just going to... You know, how are they going to utilize this to reach that audience? Are they going to, is it going to be programming? Is it going to be advertising? I mean, are they going to try and get into the programming market here with this stuff? 
I mean, one of the things that um, I think it was Iger did an interview. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was somebody else talked about this, and they said what they're trying to do with these new acquisitions is to let these companies be those companies. So instead of coming in and Disneyfy this, they're more interested in coming in and letting this company do what it does best. Sort of what they've tried to do with Pixar, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm. Ha- see, with Pixar, I could see the synergy between what Disney does and what Pixar does. I'm having trouble seeing that with this acquisition. I'm having trouble mm-hmm. seeing, you know, what Maker Studios does and what Disney does, and exactly how that's going to fit fit together. Then again, in the world of acquisitions, this is kind of a cheapy, a cheaper acquisition. Five hundred million is a drop in the bucket with what you see with a lot of these acquisitions. What is it that Maker Studios does that the teens are latching onto exactly? Well, it's, you know, it's... It, it's it, it, original content. It's a lot of original yeah. programming that's aimed at the millennial generation. So, and it's very successful, clearly. 400 million subscribers, you're doing something right. Craig, yeah. you have a look on your face. I mean, I, I'm not really aware of what Maker does or anything, but... I don't think Disney knows that there's already this whole group of millennials is already tuning into the Disney Channel. I mean, they're ashamed of it and they kind of hide it. But I think we all did. I vouch that. for that because go. my teen, my my 14 year old, my 12 year old, they watch the Disney Channel and all of so their little shows. Anyway. Um, so is this just kind of like transferring the Disney Channel to YouTube? Is that what's going well? On see, there? Maker already has you know their own family programming, their children's programming, stuff for teens, stuff for adults. They have humor. They have uh, original programming for all spectrums. So I, I you know I don't know if they would continue to have their own original content and then like Mickey Mouse would show up every now and then, or if you know Disney would then find this as a way to put their content onto a YouTube channel that already has. I, I think it's less about the content that they have, even though it is a really big content base, like you were saying. It's really well-rounded. I think it's more of just Disney taking a chance on this new kind of media. So I think being able to get this acquisition and having this YouTube channel and this network, um, I think it's more about them taking a chance on this. I mean, it's not TV. It's not, you know, they have really good internet stuff now. But now to have these as a resource for them, um, I think it's really cool to see them taking this chance with this. Um, well, I think so. it's. I, I think they can't get burned because even if it all falls apart, five hundred million for them in an acquisition is nothing. Well, look at you know Club Penguin. They bought Club Penguin and that tanked so completely. It's, so it's like you know you know you just go out there and you throw money at it and see if you can make something stick. But well, I hope they stick to the uh, the concept of kind of letting these guys be who they are and not. Like you said, Disneyfying them. So, and not trying to help them fix their website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next news story: SeaWorld employee steals from unattended strollers. A SeaWorld employee has been arrested on charges of grand theft for stealing from strollers in the theme park. Witnesses claim that food and service employee Jimmy Lou Perry was seen looking through unattended strollers and stole quote fifteen different credit cards a purple purple coach purse, and a wallet. Perry is currently being held on $5,000 bond. Okay. Well, you know, this one writes itself. How stupid are you leaving your credit cards and your purses in unattended strollers? And I mean, I don't know about this particular wallet, but, I mean, if you leave anything that looks designer... Like a coach wallet or a coach purse out. Yeah. If it's valuable, why would you leave it in stroller yes. unattended? It, 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 you know, so 
there's that. I mean, not that you know, no one deserves to be stolen from, but you don't have to make it so easy, either. Um, I mean, a little common sense goes a long way, but you know, we've said this for years. Sometimes, you know, those of us, especially who live in Florida, um, there are people who check their common sense along with their banks. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, go ahead. I, I can't speak for SeaWorld, but I know at Disney, all the stroller areas typically have somebody who's monitoring the stroller area and reorganizing the strollers. There is a misconception, however, that these are stroller police. You know, they're not watching every single stroller. They have no idea who owns the strollers right. they're just moving them around moving them around in and a more if, organized fashion and so it's they're not there for your security so don't leave that in there thinking that someone's watching your stuff if you're leaving your credit card in your stroller you deserve to be stolen from and this guy you know he's he's an employee he's probably dressed like an employee people aren't going to question him going through this you know why are you touching that yeah. stroller i mean right. like at disney they're rearranging them so it's just unfortunate and sad and I think it's really sad that someone owned a purple coach bag. <laughs> what? Well, you know, the, the, again, it's, it's all part of that, you know, ongoing discussion that we have about beware that, yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's, it's a great place to come visit. It's very safe. Um, but you know, it's still the real world and things do get stolen and things do happen. And, You've got to be mindful. You've got to be mindful of that stuff and be aware. I mean, like, you know, I was just talking a little while ago about how mom, you know, has her walker that she goes around the park with. And she's got, you know, she's got her cooler bag hanging off one side and she's got another bag hanging off the other. Her purse is around her, uh, you know, around her her, her chest. Um, and she's, it's you charming. It's would, charming going through security when they have to go through her 17 bags. You should bags. really carry something for her. That's just sad. <laughs> Come on, take my camera. Take my stuff. Well, no, she loves that. She loves, She's like, oh, no, put everything on the car. Put everything on the car. Um, but anyway, the um, we when we go in anywhere, we go in anywhere, all that stuff comes off with us. Yeah, Even though it's only to. some bottles of water and, you know, a bag that she got free with purchase, you know, at the I Disney was, store. I was going to say on the side of the parents, you know, having been there you mom or dad or both you become pack mules you're coming in with a camcorder bag and then a camera bag and then a diaper bag and then you know your stuff that you're going to eat for the day and you know the stroller is a natural place to put everything it's a lot of crap that you walk in the park with but and that credit card weighs you down right no no that's what i was going to say you have to have a way where you can take the lighter items the most important ones with you and if it's too expensive and too big to lug around then you really just need to leave it you know leave it at home if you're not going to want to carry that camcorder bag around then then don't bring the camcorder i have had things stolen out of uh, my stroller before thankfully it was just a a raincoat i was very upset it was a raincoat from jimboree and i liked it very much for was my was an expensive raincoat for my daughter but um Uh uh-oh yeah, about yeah I'm about to rant right flip. now. No, um, yeah, that was that was lifted when we were on a ride, and I'm not going to carry a raincoat into every ride with me, but that is a risk that you take if you're going to leave it. There's it also happen. this idea of now people are in a theme park bubble. And even mm-hmm. though it's SeaWorld versus Disney, we talk about Disney having that sense of my kids are safe and everything is safe. I think people have it at SeaWorld, too. I think, well, no one's going to go for a stroller. You can have items strolling out of your uh, stroller, but... Your raincoat's not going to lead to identity theft. Yes, that's what I'm you saying. Know, the important things, right. the things that you can't risk having taken if it's too expensive or too important, you need to be able to take it with you wherever you're going. I can't imagine Otherwise, leaving my leave wallet it. 
which I carry around all the time. I can't imagine leaving that anywhere. No, ever, ever. I, I, I just it it, it boggles my mind. Yeah, it's, uh, it does. Uh, yeah, I. If you're going, uh, you know, obviously a raincoat. Yeah, I can understand leaving that. That's one thing. But your purse, your wallet, mm-hmm. your credit cards, your camera, your camera. When I, you know, that's why sometimes I have to make a decision when I. Uh, when I'm going into the park for the day, do I want to carry the big camera with me or not? Because mm-hmm. there are times I just don't feel like it, and I'm certainly not going to leave it somewhere. Right. I even have trouble like with you know putting things in lockers. But I don't know. It just you got to be more, be more aware. But. Agreed. All right, and our final news story. It is not Disney related, but I thought it was funny, and since I'm now back doing the news, <laughs> I get to pick the stories. Diggerland USA construction based theme park opens next month. And okay, I want everybody to take a wild guess what state <laughs> exactly this opens. The construction theme park opens in. Diggerland USA is set to open on June 14th in West Berlin, New Jersey, and will be the first theme park of its kind, according to owners Aya Guria and his family. Visitors who are at least four feet tall can drive a backhoe around a course with the help of staff of a staff member, or dig in sand piles with a seven-ton excavator. And twenty bucks, some seven-year-old is going to find Jimmy Hoffa with a backhoe. <laughs> okay. For those who don't see the fun in pushing dirt, there are construction-based rides in the theme park as well. One such ride is called the Spin Dizzy. It is a ride where passengers spin at a high speed while strapped into the bucket of a specifically designed earth mover. <laughs> If speed isn't a theme park patron's cup of tea, then there is a merry-go-round, fashioned in a digger theme, of course. Full-day tickets are $35, and it does not cost extra to go on individual rides. I gotta tell you, I think, you know how we always hear about the princesses and how Disney sometimes skews towards girls? I think this is great. Oh, my grandson would love this. I, I used to teach kindergarten, and this would be the biggest thing on earth. Earth moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think it I think it's funny. I, strapped into a earth mover and spinning at high speed sounds. I would like to watch other people do it. Yeah, I just I, have in my mind people shoving children into one of those cement mixers that just goes around <laughs> on the ground. I, but anybody with a, a a boy from I would guess eight, five to ten, this is going to be huge. I bet. I just think that there's there's so much that they've missed the mark on. Shouldn't it have been Guido Land USA? Well, it is Guido Land USA. <laughs> it should have been. Things like, you know, the unpermitted room ride and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> we skimped on the construction equipment ride. <laughs> well, I, Before you write to me, I'm a Guido from New Jersey. So there. Before you give me hate mail. <laughs> well, I... I, I I, I'm gonna have to check out Diggerland the next time I'm in. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm in I gotta, I gotta see this. Please take a camera. <laughs> I gotta see this. That's too funny. Well, you know, I, I you know, and at the end of the day, give them credit for coming up with something different. Mm. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's. I really do think it's it's a niche market. I can't imagine little girls wanting to drive the backhoe, but I could be wrong. I, there might be a You're bunch wrong. of them. There might be yeah. some, yeah. You're wrong. My stepdad was a construction worker, and I so badly always wanted to go to work with him and help him, you know, operate his backhoe. So, yeah, wrong. You think 
Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Wait your turn, JL. Just wait your turn. How <laughs> did you get the wrong? You got the finger. I did. <laughs> I agree. I think that this is, you know, something that'll appeal to a lot of kids who have no money to go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, John, for okay. that. That's going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to our caption this photo from last week. We had a picture of several characters on Castaway Key um, in a... Uh, uh, like a pargo cart, a golf cart. A big golf cart. And uh, we asked you to caption this. Uh, Sue Downey wrote, after recent budget cuts at Walt Disney World, here's the Remember the Magical Memories Parade. <laughs> uh, Joe Catroni, this is going to be the longest 18 holes of golf ever. And Jonathan Siddons, Universal, here we come. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. So um, I asked Dustin for this week to come up with another where in the world photo, preferably one that someone could possibly guess. guess. The last one he came up with was, you know, a ceiling tile at the time. <laughs> in Literally, his house. <laughs> a ceiling tile in, in, the UK, in, the, in the pub at the UK Pavilion. Um, so uh, what do we have this week, Dustin? We have a very colorful tile. <laughs> Not a ceiling tile. No. <laughs> He's very it's fond a, of tiles. It's a decorative tile that you would find somewhere in Walt Disney World. For those listening, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com does unplug to check out the photo and take a guess of where in the world you will find that. Yes. We'll see. We'll see if anybody gets it. I, think- no, I don't think anybody got the last one. Last time I checked. Yeah. And then there was one he was going to do this week that was just cruel. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> stop. Got to give people a chance, at least a fighting chance to get one of these right. So that's going to be our where in the world for this week. And uh, let's move on to rapid fire. And we're going to start with John. All right. Uh, there's a new discount at Alani. It's uh, for a limited time this summer. Receive free round trip transportation from the airport to Alani plus a free one-day mid-size Alamo car rental when you book four consecutive nights or longer. Uh, it's available for select, st- select stays June 8th through August 23rd, 2014, and has to be booked by August 17th, 2014. This is actually... What's the... Uh, w- w- when do you have to stay? Between June 8th and August 23rd, 2014. Are you hearing that? Yes. It'll go away. That's how we fix things. That's how we fix things. We wait for it to go away. That's how I feel about the car on my dashboard, or the light on my dashboard. Oh, it'll go out. It'll go out eventually. This is actually a really good discount. Because, first of all, you can spend quite a bit on transportation itself. But getting that car for one day that gets you away from Alani and goes to, uh, you can go anywhere on on the island, I think is a great deal. So, something to check out. And something that we know from experience that once you go to Alani, it is like crack. You cannot... We, we think of every minute of how we're going to get back. How we're going to get back to Alani. I agree. And I also stand by what I said last time I was there. Of all the Disney resorts I have ever stayed in, by a mile, Alani is the best. I agree. By a agree. mile, it is the best. And as somebody who has reviewed hotels for, God, going on 15, 16 years I've been doing this. I have never seen a resort so well run. And I can tell. I can tell when I've stayed a few days in a particular resort how good the management at the top is. 
because that really does determine what's what's happening down the down the food chain. And you can tell when a problem is just an employee's having a bad day or there is a systemic issue with this with the management at this resort. The whoever is managing this place is a genius. Is an absolute genius how how well coordinated every part of this resort is and how well it all works together and how seamless the whole experience is the level of service you know we talk about that old style of disney service um from from back in the day and this place has it in spades this place has it in absolute spades and i agree the, the recent expansion of the pools and everything I'm excited to see that when i'm out there in unbelievable July. what they've done out there it's unbelievable and I agree. I mean, we had some, we'll talk about it when we do the Royal Caribbean piece, because we wound up in Alani, and we did some things that um, were out of the ordinary with our reservation. And I got to tell you, they were right on top of it, and they were so excited to help, and they couldn't have been more helpful. So, again, it's like now all we think about is how can we get back? When can we fit a vacation in? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So. We had an incredible, incredible time. And while the airfare, look, you know, a Hawaii vacation is not cheap. It is not. Uh, your airfare, especially if you're coming from the East Coast, your airfare is expensive. Um, Hawaii is expensive. Alani is expensive. But, oh, my, is it worth it. Can I, there's a, I think there's a misconception out there. I agree with everything you've both said about Alani, but this special is particularly good. I think there's the misconception that Alani is in the middle of everything. And while it's, I don't want to say that it's remote, Alani is part of a resort called Koalina, but that's quite a ways from anything that would be considered an attraction. Right. It's not like you're going to walk from the contemporary to the Magic Kingdom. Everything is going to be several to many miles away. Mm -hmm. So having a car, I mean, you can stay at Alani. But then every place you went, other place you might want to go, uh, Pearl Harbor, Waikiki, Dole the North Shore, the, pla- the Dole Plantation, those are, you're going to need some form of transportation get the to car. get there. Exactly. So, but the reason, you know, this was one of, the, one of the funny things, the reason they had to do the expansion of the pool area is because they completely underestimated the number of people that were going to stay at the resort and not really travel too much around the island they expected that people are in general kind of like what they do here they're in the hotel to sleep and you know maybe a little bit but mostly they're out in the theme parks they're out doing stuff they kind of thought that was going to be the model there that people would come to Walani, have some experiences experiences at the hotel but spend the vast majority of their time uh you know out out doing things well it turns out a lot of people just want to stay at Alani, and I get it. I was just going to say, I, I understand why. But we I had that same conversation this last trip. Should we go and do other stuff? I don't know. I want to stay. It's so beautiful. We're having such a good time. But that sort of goes to my point that it's so wonderful you're going to want to stay. But if you're thinking of going to Hawaii and seeing some of the other sites, nothing's like within walking distance other than a small little grocery store and some shops across the street. Everything else you're right. going to need transportation for. Transportation and a rental car for one day. This is a good deal. I also want to add, too, that if you book your uh, Alani stay through Dreams Unlimited Travel, we are sending all of our clients a free gift. So there you go. take advantage of that and that, too. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. I have some very, very exciting news to share. 
I'm not sure if everybody even knows about it yet. Uh, first of all, 2015 Adventures by Disney dates have been released, and there are a bunch of new things to do and some old things to do. So if you're interested in taking an adventure next year, please write to me, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. But we have some preliminary information about the Diz exclusive trips that are being released. I don't have contracts yet, so everything that I'm going to say is subject to change without warning. We're going to uh, have our one of our backstage magic trips in December of 2015. Those are very popular. And we'll sell out. We'll sell minutes. out very quickly. Aside from, Except for one thing. We have a little bit of another exciting adventure. Um, we are thinking of doing the Paris trip that takes you from Paris out through the Loire Valley to Normandy and then back to Paris. And we are working with ABD right now to put a Disneyland add-on on the back mm-hmm. of that. Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris. Give me a reason to go back. So we expect that to be very popular. John and I are always thinking ahead. We are always trying to figure out what our next thing is going to be. And for the mathematicians out there, or the people who think ahead also, uh, 2015 is Disneyland's 60th anniversary. We have an adventure, a backstage magic adventure lined up that's going to start in Hollywood on the 14th of July. You have two nights in Hollywood. The third night, you transition from Hollywood to Disneyland. That would be the 16th. And uh, Disneyland's 60th anniversary is July 17th. So the people who join us on that backstage magic trip will wake up in Disneyland on the morning of the 60th anniversary. Wow. Um, I have been told there are some amazing things going on, and we will be there for that. So we have asked for this trip. We asked for this trip last year. So for 2015, could we have the one that started on July 14th? Now, ABD has also added, um, they've come up with a new concept for people who can't take 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 day adventures. They've come up with what they call long weekends. The first one was in New York City and was offered to DVC members only. This year, both of the long weekends are being uh, offered to everyone. You can book the New York City trip, but they're also offering one that goes to San Francisco. And the San Francisco trip involves a day trip out to the Napa Valley. It does include the Disney Family Museum. And here's the big part. Are you ready? Yeah, we already we talked about it last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. It involves Lucasfilms. I know. I'm now, so we have hooked this up before our backstage magic. Oh, show. I didn't know that part. So it's going to be what we're <laughs> unsure if it's going to be if you're going to be able to book just the San Francisco portion or if you're going to book that as one giant trip. We're working on transportation from San Francisco to uh, Anaheim. We're not sure how that's going to work out. So what we're hoping is that you'll be able to go to San Francisco and see all of that, including Lucasfilms and the Disney Family Museum, and then get to Anaheim for the 60th anniversary. I'm going to warn you now, this is going to be expensive. This is not going to be a cheap trip. So if you want to go, please write to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. We are sure that we're probably going to just go off of a wait list on this. It probably won't go. I'm pretty sure that we're right. I'm pretty sure that this is going to sell out almost immediately. I hope so. I'm, 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 I'm going. I think it's going to be a great trip. I'm excited for it. And they've already identified a flight between the two, between San Francisco and getting into Hollywood. So, you know, those are two two great itineraries. The France trip with Disneyland Paris and San Francisco Anaheim. I'm going to tell you that the France trip is probably going to take longer 
than the two backstage magics to be ready to book only because we have to work with Disneyland Paris and you yeah. know they're French <laughs> we have to also uh, you know we haven't seen the contracts yet so we don't know what the price is I don't it might be crazy expensive so however I think this one is going to be if you combine the two trips together I think you're going to have a general idea but you're also going to have a flight involved so I'm just telling people up front so just, to, just to make sure everybody knows, it would be starting July 7th, I mean, starting July 10th, 2015, would be the start of the San Francisco trip, ending on July 19th, 2015, at the end of the Backstage Magic trip. However, Lucasfilms, the Disney Family Museum, and the Disney Disneyland 60th anniversary. Yeah, come on. It's a big trip. Come on, it's a big trip. I don't know, did you, did you give details about the Lucasfilm... No, uh, just that they were doing it. That they're doing it, but one of the things is that they do it on a weekend, and they have. We, we're the only people. Uh, Adventures by Disney is the only people who will be in the Lucasfilm place, and they're going to allow pictures. They oh, stop it. Not of everything, but there's going to be places where you can take pictures at Lucasfilm. <sighs> and now, I've already had questions from people. This does not include Skywalker Ranch. This does not include Industrial Light and Magic. Okay. This is Lucasfilms. Okay. There we go. And let me just say how great it is to have the two of you back. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Missed I missed you, you all. We have yeah. missed you as well. I'm so happy to have you, you thank guys you, thank you. back at the table. I feel like we're we're complete now. One more thing. John's right. If you want are interested in this, I don't have it. I am st- I've already started a wait list for people who have already asked about 2015 Diz exclusive trips. If any of those trips sound appealing to you, let me know, and I will keep you on the wait list and inform you as soon as they become available. Wait list is first come, first serve. So if you're interested, if you think you might be interested, get your name on the list. No commitment there. Um, just means we'll have first crack at it when uh, when the contracts are signed. So, all right, thank you, Kevin. Kathy. Mine is um, the Run Disney people have come up with the Castaway Key Challenge in January of next year. You have to have run one or several of the marathon events, and then the cruise is on January the 12th of next year, and then you can run in the Castaway Key thing. And if you, there's two different medals. There's, um, where is it here? You get the inaugural Disney Castaway Key Challenge medal in addition to your Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend medals so this is something new apparently they asked a lot of the runners after this year's event if they came up with something new would they be interested and i checked before i left and this event is already full it's sold out so if you're you're interested um you know just keep an eye on the run disney site katie and i are signed up for this i don't know that i'm going to do the castaway key one but she signed up for the castaway key challenge so She's going to do the 5K, the 10K, and then the 5K on Castaway Key. Good for her. So, tell you, Run Disney has really. They've done brilliant with that. Incredible stuff. They've done brilliant with it, no question. They even had a special backstage magic trip where they tied in a Run Disney marathon to that. So, good for them. All right, thank you, Kathy. Jenny Lynn. Um, My rapid fire is remarkably less expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, everyone? Dole Whips aren't in the Animal Kingdom. Hooray! Yay. Okay, you can get them at Tamu Tamu Refreshments in Africa. They are $3.79, a little bit less than a trip to San Francisco. Not that much less. 
<laughs> or you can uh, get it with your snack credit on the Disney dining plan. Um, these can be topped with dark rum or coconut rum. The price goes up at that point to a whole $6.09. But uh, nevertheless, you've got the money. That option is yours. I don't know if you all have discussed this before, but the uh, Dole Whip is actually a really good snack for people that are on special diets. Because at this point, Dole Whip has changed its mix. And so it is vegan. It is gluten-free. It is lactose-free, it is uh, kosher, it's cholesterol-free, and it is under 90 calories. Is it really? According to the Disney food blog. Until you add the rum. <laughs> well, minus, minus the rum. <laughs> I didn't know that. Again, according to Disney food blog, yes. So for everyone on special diets, this might be something that, that is very important to you. Good for you. <laughs> I think everybody had the Dole Whip because that was Kathy's like an... disappointed. Just took yeah, the fun out of it for her. It was like an indulgence to have a Dole Whip. But, but now if it's like healthier, that's not fun. Well, you can always have a Dole Whip float. Oh, I love those. Yeah. I think those are still unhealthy. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> so we've, we've, ha- we've met a, you know, come to an agreement here. Oh. Everything's still okay. Dole Whip floats for unhealthy people and Dole mm. Whips for healthy people. <laughs> And uh, I just want to apologize to everyone listening. We know that we're having some audio issues uh, right now, and uh, it's kind of hard for us to do anything about it. It's Kathy's fault, actually. Uh, it's I Kathy's just, microphone. I just brought my hand up from the table once. Just try, the show. And, just try and jiggle your your connection there. <laughs> what are oh, we jiggling? There it goes. Right, stop. Stop, do nothing. Great do not Scott. touch it. Back away from the microphone. I do have a suggestion. Check to make sure your plug is in all the way. Just leave it. Yeah, we were okay with her leaving. <laughs> okay. right. Screwed up. Part of don't okay. touch it. Okay, yeah, we're, we're gonna t- we'll take a look at that okay. over the over the break. But yeah, all right. Thank you very much, uh, Jane. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Uh, and Dustin, over to you. Yeah, I have one. Uh, it's uh, about magic bands. You know, as you know. Um, <clears throat> They've uh, started releasing off-property hotels and, and just day guests. Uh, if you're staying at those or if you're just a day guest, you have the ability to have a magic band now and you can um, go to the kiosks and plan your fast passes in advance. Well, now they're selling them at the off uh, at the off-property uh, hotels. So you have uh, Swan and Dolphin. You can buy them there. Uh, you can also get them at the hotels, uh, select hotels over at Downtown Disney that are not Disney owned and operated. They also have uh, have them in the Disney stores at the Orlando International Airport. Um, so those are a couple of the locations that you can find the Magic Bands now if you're if you're a day guest and you're not staying on Disney property and you haven't booked your uh, vacation through Disney. Do you know what the what the cost is of these? They're twelve ninety five, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not awful. No, and you can buy. Multiples and different colors so that you can match. Along your with accessories. And accessories. I think it's kind of funny how, <clears throat> excuse me, you wouldn't think that it would be that big of a deal. You know, it's a wristband that basically acts as a ticket to everything. But you really do, like, as soon as you get that sucker on your wrist, you want to personalize it. You want to make it your own. You want to get that accessory or that cover band or that specific color. You don't want gray, you want a color. <laughs> You want gray if it has seven dwarfs mind training. But again, so. that's personalized, that's specialized. So I actually And think I got that from the press event. It's not something you can buy. Um, I think it's cool that they're, you know, offering it in other locations because my kids specifically want to go shopping for their magic bands too, but I don't always want to have to like go into a park in order to right. have that happen. So uh, yeah, all right. Sorry, my two cents. 
All right. And thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Jonathan. All right. So before I do my real one, I just want to mention that uh, this morning, the Star Wars Half Marathon weekend was announced. Um, it's going to be January 15th through the 18th of next year. Um, the new race weekend will feature a half marathon, a 10K, a 5K, kids races, a Wookiee welcome party, an expo, and then a rebel challenge for racers of both the half marathon and the 10K. Um, it is at Disneyland Resort. So I know a lot of people were debate, were wondering or hoping it was going to be out here, but it's actually going to be in California. So January 15th through the 18th of 2015. So I think a lot of people are excited. I know ADP Aaron's pretty excited about it too. Um, then my real one is they've actually announced more details about this year's Food and Wine Festival. Uh, Dustin read some uh, interesting details last week about it. Yeah. Um, they're going to add a Patagonia marketplace with flavors of Argentina and chili. Um, there's going to be salmon, quinoa salad drizzled with a kicky arugula chimichurri. <laughs> I did not write this. Uh, they have like lots of different chili and wines and stuff like that. Um, the one I'm really excited about is there's going to be a farm fresh market that's going to actually replace the Florida local uh, marketplace. Um, but they're going to have Brenner, which is a breakfast for dinner, a dish with bacon and eggs, applewood smoked bacon, pepper coated uh, bacon, sweet corn, potatoes, hollandaise, pickled jalapenos. Um, they're also going to have griddled yard bird, which is just chicken with braised greens. And then what's really exciting is they're going to have uh, Orlando Brewing Company's I4 IPA, which is a local beer. They brew that right down the street, actually, pretty close to here. Um, so I like that they're adding some cool local things, especially local breweries. So it's going to be exciting. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Craig. So, uh, Man. excuse me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Really? Uh, so if you're still trying to find a way to show your Disney side or rock your Disney side, uh, now you can do that on a sidewalk um, and have a chance to be fe featured on the Disneyland or Walt Disney World Instagram page. Uh, each week they're going to give a, a theme for chalk art that you can uh, go out and buy chalk and then do it on in, like in your driveway or your street or your sidewalk or wherever people write with chalk on and you can you can make something yes, let's encourage Disney. the children to go sit out in the middle of the street and draw pictures <laughs> Disney's right, not happen? responsible for your HOA fees either yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah like the theme this week is uh, I think it's theme parks or attractions so people are People are doing chalk art of their favorite attractions, and I know at least one or two have already made it onto Instagram. So all you have to do is uh, tag it with the hashtag Disney Sidewalk, and your art might be on there. And they announced this uh, actually with the Disney artist Noah, um, and we even have a video of Tom Bell interviewing Noah about the uh, entire event. And Noah did a piece that they showed off on the uh, Rock Your Disney Side twenty four hour event, really cool piece too. Very, and yeah. they're uh, they're actually, I believe they're auctioning off. I wasn't paying attention to the details in the video, but there's going to be an auction that's uh, for autism awareness. So, I guess they'll release details about that at some point in time, or you could actually watch the video since I didn't. <laughs> okay, they're auctioning off that sidewalk. That, well, it's not a s actual sidewalk. I believe it's a just chalk art from that chalk. Oh. And really cool, too. I mean, amazing. It's really different than his normal style. So I like it. Good. Awesome. Thank you for that, Craig. Um, before we move on to next week's poll, we want to spend a few minutes talking about the Rock Your Disney side event that took place here in Disney World uh, this past Friday. And I think all of us uh, were present, except John and Kevin. As usual. And As usual. And... Uh, you know, this was the first time for me. Um, we, I decided not to go into the park until about five in the afternoon. 
I wasn't going to do the the all day thing. I couldn't handle that. And I was, you know, I was proud of myself that I made it till three three thirty. Um, but I got to tell you, I had an absolute blast. It really was so much fun. It was a lot of fun, and very excited that my train was open for a soft opening. And although the crazy line for this that stretched around the attraction mm-hmm. all the way back to Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it was the, the, kind th- of ridiculous. Yeah, I think the biggest problem we saw here is we had what they were posting as a two-hour wait that wrapped literally all the way around the mine train. Yeah. And then the, the normal uh, standby queue, you know, you, you once you got in there, you went through that. Uh, the problem we were seeing is that you know, fast passes weren't in place that night. So I don't think they anticipated ever <laughs> opening this attraction solely on standby alone. Well, I think what they were doing is they were timing it as though they were offering mm-hmm. fast passes. It didn't so, move faster than the posted yeah, time. Yeah, it, it was posted. When we got online, it was posted for two hours. We waited just under an hour to get on. Um, but that kind of also shows you what the impact of Fast Pass Plus is mm-hmm. on these wait times. So. Yeah. That if, you know, when they do open this attraction, if that line is wrapped around uh, the mountain, the mine train mountain, it will actually be a two-hour wait. So keep that in mind. When people are saying, oh, they said it was two hours and it was only an hour, that's only for the soft opening when they're not doing fast passes. Although they are actually, um, some days uh, they have been doing fast passes. They've been making them available during soft opening. They were not doing it for the night of... What time was that two-hour wait? Oh, that was it was it, like a midnight. It was. <laughs> I, I think it was minute. after that. I think it was around like one in the morning, wasn't could, it? Could, was it that late? It was ninety Somewhere minutes between. when we were there at two something, and it took us sixty minutes to get through. The good news the is, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the good news is is that the interactive queue is phenomenal. It is really cool. So um, I was actually disappointed that when we got to the interactive queue part, there wasn't any time to interact with the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you're going to be waiting in line, they certainly did it right, I, I feel, anyway. Oh, uh, they did. I think they did an amazing job with the attraction overall. I think it's a, it's a, great, it's a great attraction. Um, some people are saying it's been overhyped and all this. Other. I, I didn't feel that way. I felt like, you know, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of years now. And since I saw a mock-up of the mine train in Imagineering, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, and I think they they did a fantastic job. Um, my only complaint on Mine Train really are those small cars. I mean, this is a tight tight fit, um, and it's not the most. Com- if you're a bigger guy like me, um, it's not the most comfortable fit. You can do it. I've saw people bigger than me doing it, but I don't, it's just not very comfortable. And if you're tall, your knees are up to your chin. Yeah, Dustin was having some challenges there, too. Yeah. I got stuck on it on my ride. I'm, I'm not a big roller coaster person, so I'm like, okay. You know, and Katie's sitting next to me, and she's telling me what's going to happen, which was the first wrong thing because I wanted to experience it. Because, you know, if you say you don't like roller coasters, you always have to get that person next to you that's going to scare the living daylights out of you. This is the same person who threw a fit because you told her about Disney Cruise Lines? Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I guess she figured I was on the ride. Now she could say it. And we get to the, there's that one big hill that you can see, the really big hill. Mm -hmm. And Katie goes, it's going to get intense now. And I'm like, okay. And that's right where the mine cars stopped. Oh, great. 
And so we sat there for a couple minutes, and I'm looking like, okay, now how can I get out of here? And then when it went, I'm like, ah. So I will say I don't feel like any part of that ride was intense. Enjoyable, well, yes. It depends. But I don't, it, you know, it really I wouldn't depends. say intense. If you're someone who will go on Big Thunder Mountain, then no, this is not an intense. Oh, ride. I I do Big Thunder Mountain. I just didn't when I saw that big drop. Maybe it was because it was at night. Maybe when I because I have a fast pass for tomorrow morning. Um, maybe in the daylight I will feel differently. But I think there's also some, you know, expectation when you haven't done it. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's your first time, you don't know what to expect. But that was definitely one of the highlights of the night, having having that open. Um, You know, also noticing that, you know, even on that particular night, five-hour wait for Anna and Elsa. Mm -hmm. That was insane. Um, And that just kind of blows my mind. Um, A standby line of 300 minutes to see characters. Um, but they were doing dance parties all over the place. And really good dance parties. They were. A lot of really good music. They were great. I felt like Disney did an excellent job of planning different events in the parks just to help carry you through the evening. Yes. Like, they wanted you to stay until 6 a.m. And so they were planning events to just help kind of push you through, whether it's a dance party at 2 a.m. or showing The Incredibles and Tomorrowland to give you something to do, but you can still kind of get off your feet for a couple Did hours. Did you see right. people, like, sleeping? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like a slumber party <laughs> in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And I, I think I kind of enjoyed it for that reason. I didn't like it that much last year. Last year felt a little bit too crowded. I didn't feel like this year was too crowded. I didn't either. And it just was this... Um, in general, you know, when you're at the parks, everyone's go, 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 you know, attraction to attraction to attraction, have to make this reservation. I felt like, or maybe it's just because we're that cool, but it just seemed more of a hangout type mm-hmm. feeling. It was. It wasn't everyone trying to rush or, hey, you're cutting me in line or, you know, that type of thing. It was just everyone's just kind of hanging out. You know, it, it, there is there is a mentality shift between normal theme park day and these parties. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it New Year's Eve at Epcot as well. That it's just everybody's having a good time. Even though it was really crowded and there's a lot going on, everybody's just having a good time and everybody's just kind of there hanging out. Yeah. You go on some rides, you hang out, you do stuff, you have the dance parties. And it was kind of that same feeling uh, in the Magic Kingdom. It's it feels really like unique. Ad- yeah, it feels like the agenda is dropped. Yes. And you're just kind of there to enjoy yourself, which is a little bit different than well, how the, most the people party are. The party is the draw this time rather than trying to get on right. every ride and every ride. One of the things I've been reading <clears throat> from a lot of the news media is there's speculation that Disney has done this to sort of test the idea of being open 24 hours thinking that maybe it's a good idea to have a 24-hour theme park because it raised great revenue in food sales and merchandise sales. And you have people like me that would much rather be in a theme park from 8 p.m. to 4 or 5 a.m. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd give up sleep just to Well, you know, I'm a night owl anyway. I'm a night owl anyway. And so. In the summer, it will be a little bit cooler. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know that they could get away with doing it 24, you know, um, 24 hours a day all year. But I think during select times of the year, it would also do a lot to alleviate crowds, lines, and some of the complaints people have Mm -hmm. about not, especially with Fast Pass Plus, not being able to get some of the attractions they want to get to or complaining about the lines being too long. Um, That might be a brilliant solution. Uh, to some of that. It's an but, interesting concept. I hadn't thought about it before, but you also might find a difference in, uh, you know, when it got to the later hours, 
the the stroller crowd dropped off you know and the, as they should you know the kids should be going home and, and sleeping unless you have some kind of really different child that can make it till 6 a.m in the morning yeah. um, which there are some out there but in general so i think that that would also be kind of a, a cool thing More um, of an adult I, I was going to say maybe an adult experience of the theme park since we don't have Pleasure Island anymore, you know? I think um, they're going to eventually have to clear the park at some point during the day. I don't know. They could go a full 24 hours. That would well, affect ticket sales. Well, that's why they closed at 6. And, I mean, they were really quite militant about getting everybody out because they had to turn it back over because the first guest coming in for, like, dining was 745. I think this would be a great poll question. Ask people if, if parks were 24 hours, what time frame would they go? Something to think about. Yeah, I went. I was there great. when it opened. Should we do two? Po- should we do two polls this week? <laughs> yeah, why not? I like that. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be this week, but I thought I would be interested in those results. Well, no, it's germane to this discussion. Yeah. So, so is the poll question that I have. But I think we will do that. I, think I would be interested in those results along with the demographic of the group that's going. You know, mm-hmm. do they have little kids or not? That type of thing, and see who falls into what time slots. Well, I think we will do that. I think we will actually put that poll question up this week. Cool. Okay. i got to jump back for just a second to my rapid fire. If you're interested in this July trip, I would react soon. I have 26 people on the wait list. Already? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's just from the live broadcast. Uh, well, there was a couple of people who knew beforehand that I've seen in person that are on it. But, yes, 22 of that are – I already have 26 people who want to be on the wait list. Okay. So – I'm not sure that all 26 of those people will book once they see the price, but if there's 26 people on the wait list, and I told you about it, what, four or five minutes ago? Yeah, right, exactly. I'm guessing the wait list is going to fill up. Okay. Question about the party, real quick. What was the food? Was there any different food options offered, or no. was it always was it? Was the same it? stuff up? They had some special cupcakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, did. they made like... 40 of them. <laughs> they they do the special, bitter. but, you know, uh, you know, Casey's was open. and They had uh, poison apple waffles. Mm-hmm. The lunching pad was open. Uh, uh, Cosmic Rays was open. There was definitely places to get to get food. Kind of in the same way they do for the Christmas parties and the Halloween parties. Yeah. You know, only certain places are staying. So open. not everything was open. Right, right. exactly. So, I just thought it was neat. I said, like, when I got there at 6 o'clock in the morning the first day, I went during times that I wouldn't normally go to the theme park just to see what it was like. So early morning, 6 o'clock. And when they, they were playing the, the music and introducing Mickey, I'm standing there and I had tears, you know, flowing because I'm thinking of all the people that we know that would have wanted to be there. And I was there, like, as a Disney fan. Like, I couldn't believe that I was getting to go to this. And then when they closed... She really is the right person for this job. <laughs> she really is. And when they closed the park and they, they sang, now it's time to say goodbye, and there was a lot of people that were in tears. But it was just... A really neat experience to be in the parks at different times and you got to ride things maybe that you normally wouldn't take the time to ride or brought it back to what it was like without fast pass right because we didn't need a fast pass the other night and that was just so cool yeah we and, you know i didn't use any fast passes actually mm-hmm. that night even though i had some booked i didn't use them um just because the you know who was with us changed and you know we wanted to go together as a group and not you know there were some people that like really made this an event and a big deal for themselves, which I thought was cute. Like I kept seeing on Instagram, you know, people posting up their pictures of where they were at each hour. I had one friend in, that I follow in particular, her name's Heather, and on the hour she would take a picture of where she was in Disney during that hour and, and hold up two numbers, you know, for this is you know hour twelve, mm-hmm. you know, here I am. 
hour 17, you know, until they made it through the, she made it through the, all the 24 hours and holding the two and the four at the end. And, um, you know, a marathon of a different sort. But I, I thought that was really cute, you know, just to kind of make it a, make it an event for yourself. And the costumes that a lot of people wore, because they oh, encourage yes. costumes. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. And some of them really knocked themselves out to make, you know. Some great costumes. I was really yeah. impressed. And I'm like, you know, I could have done that. Why didn't I do that? So maybe next year I'll do that. and Craig wear. But it was also it <laughs> was also extremely humid. Oh yeah, it was extremely humid, and so there was that factor too. Um, even though it wasn't particularly hot, that humidity is what makes you sweat, and uh, it was it was pretty brutal. And I sang "Let It Go" on uh, Main Street up by the castle at did, like four something in the morning. How many people get to do that? <laughs> did you do the DJ remix? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie's there, like, please don't do that. So. It was fun. We had a great time. Oh, um, and uh, I would uh, absolutely go out of my way to do this again. Mm-hmm. I hope Disney does it more often, uh, whether it's as part of this regular operating procedure or if they do these as parties. I think they're really successful. I think it's great PR for Disney. It's mm-hmm. a great experience for guests. And they should try, yeah, I think they should try and do it more when people can be there. Because not everybody can be there in May. So, right. But, all right, uh, before we close, we have... Our poll questions now for next week. We're going to ask the question, uh, would you, you know, if the Magic Kingdom was open 24 hours, when would you go? We'll have different time frames throughout the day, and you can tell us which time frame appeals to you the most. Um, but uh, I also thought it was a, a, a good question to ask this week that since we are routinely seeing these wait times for Anna and Elsa at five hours for the standby line, uh, the question this week, would you wait five hours to see anything at Walt Disney World? And go to our Facebook page, Disunplugged, or, or Facebook.com uh, slash Disunplugged to give your results. And uh, as always, we select one person at random from those who answer our, our polls, and that person wins a $50 Disney gift card. Now, if you are one of the people who would wait five hours for something at, at Disney World, or in specific, Anna and Elsa... I would really like you to send us an email, podcast at disunplugged.com, and kind of tell me why. Uh, not, not to embarrass you or to make fun of you or anything like that. Um, there are clearly people who will do this. We're not going to make fun of them? No, we're not. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we just genuinely don't understand. I just would really <laughs> like, you know, I would really like to understand what the thought process is so I could appreciate it maybe a little bit more. Because I look at that, and I'm like, okay... You're on vacation. You have this limited amount of time in the park, and you're going to spend five hours waiting in line for this one thing. I have to tell you, there's no one living that I would wait five hours to see. No one. No one. I know we're I know we're wrapping up and running out of time. I just want to real quick in the Entertainment Weekly magazine. This was a couple months ago. A woman wrote in and wrote a story about being in Walt Disney World and waiting to see the characters from Frozen, and she, it was hysterical. It was about the stuff that was happening in line, and she can't believe how stupid she feels. She said the moment she walked out of the door and saw the look on her daughter's face, she said, "I would have waited twice." Right, as long. and I, I I understand that. I I do. I get that you you're doing this for your kids. Um, I I understand that part. What I don't understand is why you wouldn't look at that wait time and say, oh, I'm sorry, they're not here. (laughs) (laughs) They're on vacation. Yeah. I got one more thing. We were coming back from New York City after the ABD event the other day, and there were two listeners from New Jersey. I apologize I didn't get their names. The plane touched the ground, and one of them burst into song. 
loudly, singing Let It Go as we taxied to the... <laughs> so I don't want you to think you're alone. I know okay. it wasn't the disco remix. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. For those of you watching live, stay tuned. We have our Bob Varley Memorial Show coming up. Uh, we are going to take a little bit more time between shows uh, this week because we do need to do a little... Uh, technical stuff in the studio before we do the next show and then after the bob memorial show kevin and john are going to tell us about their amazing trip to the south pacific ending up at olani on uh, uh oahu so that's going to do it for us we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz unplug thanks for being with us everyone and remember stay out of the damn lakes have a good one